Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Liga Mekis preview. My name is Cesar Hernandez, and this is our first episode of a new project uh, from the Mexican Soccer Show team. And as you might have guessed from the title, this show will be all about Liga Mekis, and we'll be previewing the big stories and the matches ahead of the weekend. And I think that this is a, a project that's really long overdue from us uh, at, at the Mexican Soccer Show. And it gives us a, a little bit more runway and space to talk about Liga Mekis, which is something... Now, it's, it's sometimes a little tough to find time for in our usual Monday episode. So obviously, I'm not alone in this project. And the person that I've been chatting the most about this and about this idea is uh, producer Amy. So here's the co-host for today. And it's Amy. How are you doing? Yo, yo, yo. I really love the description you gave to let people know that the Liam X preview pod will be about previewing the Liam X. <laughs> Just in case <laughs> they tried to figure out what it's about. I'm really proud of you because I didn't even write that, guys. That was that was all just. Like, just spitballing right there for some. <laughs> no, Amy, first question. Thoughts on Atlanta United? That's what the people want to hear. Wait, oh wait, wait a second. Oh, my God. <sighs> no, let's we, not get into it. Remember, this is the League of Mechies preview. can't get into that. I'm just... <laughs> I, I still wake... Like, I woke up today. Like, that's a real thing. And then he had to go and post another TikTok about his lack of crossing ability. We, it's just... It's a reality that... You know, if we had a pandemic bingo card, obviously there's so many things that have happened that wouldn't have been on it when it first started. But, like, that one's definitely something that wouldn't have been on it, like, ever in my entire life. <laughs> so for those, for those who are wondering, that's Amy talking about former uh, Tigres uh, midfielder slash winger Jurgen Dam, who now went to Atlanta United. So we no longer get to see any of his uh, Liga Mekis-related TikToks. That's, that's a little disappointing, but... But anywho, anywho, Amy, doing well? Are you happy about this project? You happy? You excited? I'm excited. It's, I, I agree with you. This definitely is long overdue. Um, it's definitely been something that we've talked about, you know, on the on the outs or like, you know, internally that we kind of had never got around to. Um, but Cesar's definitely taking the lead on this, was talking to me about it. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And, you know, we if if nobody from the regular cast can join, we definitely have already confirmed some really great people from the Liam X mm-hmm. ENG community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some that we actually haven't heard from ever on the Mexican Soccer Show, which would actually be really cool to hear from. Um, and, you know, we're just going to keep growing this because there's so much to talk about. This is going to be a super cool, you know, extra pod to just have those, you know, non-Mexican abroad, non-MLS, if anybody wants to feel good about that talk. It'll just be straight Liam X all the time, every day, forever. For every 24 day? hours. That's every right. Day. 24 hours. I didn't sign up for this. I, don't really, I thought it was just Thursdays. <laughs> but, but yeah, but like, like Amy said, yeah, I mean, it's just... I mean, as mentioned earlier, it's just it gives us more time to discuss Liga Mekis, you know, within the Mexican soccer show. I, remember, I mean, once again, it's just, you know, sometimes you can talk about the Mexicans abroad. He, and we've recently been talking a lot about second division changes. There's always some sort of drama regarding L3. And then sometimes on those Monday shows, we find ourselves in the last 10 minutes being like, all right, let's talk Liga Mekis. <laughs> you know, so I think this gives us a little bit more more space a little bit like I said a little bit more you know it gives us a little bit more of a runway to discuss Liga Mekis and it gives us an opportunity to preview the weekend because sometimes on the Monday shows you know it's not exactly an ideal time to preview a game that's five or six days away so uh, you know with these uh, new episodes we're going to have on Thursdays uh, I don't think we have a yet to determine what time exactly on Thursdays we'll be recording them but I guess around uh, the evening I think we'll we'll be aiming for but that kind of gives you a little bit more time to to prep for the Liga Mekis weekend, and uh, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's that's what I'm hoping to accomplish, and it's also 
I mean, it's also just another reminder that it's, I feel like we, we definitely should be doing this as well because it's, it's sometimes tough to find this content in English, you know, you know, and even though the Liga MX uh, ENG community is growing and we've seen more podcasts and shout out to all of you starting podcasts. I mean, it's still a small community, you know, I know that it's a reminder for not only us, but for any of you out there too, you know, if you want to start your own podcast, if you want to start your own fan accounts for Liga MX clubs, you know, just do it because not many of us are doing it, you know? So we've, we've recognized that Liga MX teams, you know, sometimes don't exactly do the best uh, job of not only catering to Mexican-American fans, but also English-speaking fans outside of, of Mexico. So, you know, it's it's up to us. And uh, hopefully this gives you uh, all a little bit more, you know, insight, gives you a little bit more content uh, when it comes to Liga Mekis. Also, having me as a guest for the first pod kind of lets you know, Cesar, the only way from here is up. Because you're going to have way better guests. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? We had to have someone from the Mexican soccer show. And Amy, I hope I hope we have... I mean, this is going to be the last time you're going to be on this show. That's for sure, right? That's true. I don't know. We'll figure it out. You know, I will say, from the Mexican soccer show standpoint, I always feel weird being on the show. Not so much nervous anymore because, like, you know, I know you guys and the first couple of times we're nervous. It's more just, like, I'm the producer. So I feel like I'm not able to, like... Like, like, my in, like, instinctively, I want to, like, say something while we're recording, like, you know, with, like, we saw or something, be like, we saw, like, hurry up, speed it up, you know, because I'll, I'll say that while I'm listening to you guys when I'm editing it. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I'll definitely want to join in another, another, another episode or something. But don't worry, guys, he'll have much better guests than this moving on. <laughs> well, well, Amy, since you are the producer, I mean, and anything else you want to add on about what you hope we can accomplish with the pod? Uh, no, just kind of like piggybacking off of what you said, you know, I think that times are tough right now, but even before, you know, pandemic, there was there was always this kind of frustration internally amongst us all, right? Like the either people are, are doing it, um, you know, have we decided if this is going to be an explicit podcast because I'm about to, you know, say something explicit. <laughs> hey, it's up to you. You decide. I'm... <laughs> That's right. I have that power. Huh? Well, you know, there's like when people try to do this stuff, it's either half-assed or it's not fully committed, right? Or we're always thinking like there's there could be more. There should be more. And this is definitely, um, you know, like I kept saying, you know, props to Cesar for taking the reins on this. This is definitely going to be our chance to kind of just put, you know, our our metaphorical you know money where our mouth is you know like th this is our chance to really try to get this going to really harness that Liga MX content in an you know 30 45 hour long dedicated podcast whereas Mondays are more everything including Mexican soccer you know and this will be domestic Mexican soccer so it's exciting I'm really excited I'm excited for more you know community members where it's not just a regular Mexican soccer show cast um, including this, this will definitely be as best as we can to be like a hub to just talk about it with whoever and whatever fans are are out there. So definitely looking forward to future projects that include, you know, this Thursday pod. All right. Well, let's start talking Liga Mekis. And uh, and of course, when we start talking about Liga Mekis, we got to bring up the Copa por México. But I can't uh, believe we're going to have a tournament already tomorrow. I know, right? So, I mean, there's supposed to be a mini tournament starting this uh, this week called the Copa por México. It features uh, eight Liga Mekis clubs. But, I mean, we got to address the, uh, as I've written down, the, the elephant in the Copa por México room, which is COVID-19. And like the United States, I mean, confirmed cases are increasing in Mexico. I mean, right now, I mean, check this morning. I mean, it's over 200,000 
case, uh, cases are confirmed in Mexico and, and it's rising, you know, so in, in, in the midst of this tournament starting, you know, a, a referee recently tested positive for COVID-19. You've had players have also t uh, tested positive. So, I mean, Amy, I mean, before diving into the tournament and the teams, I mean, how how are you feeling about Mexican soccer returning at this moment? Honestly, that was going to be my punchline. Like, things are so bad, even a referee has COVID. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like, right? Yeah. Like, it just feels like that's, like, a perfect way to say, like, this is how bad things are. This is why things shouldn't be sped up. And there, obviously, we, we've talked to, not to death, but, like, we've talked about it so much because it is the giant elephant in the room, like you've said, um, that has impacted the way things are working and, you know, from, an, from a, a U.S. standpoint, right, like sports have had to return too. we've seen the NWSL, they're trying to do as much as possible. Um, but Mexico is a very specific thing that Adriana and Tom, who live there, have been really descriptive about where the economy is, you know, so based around people consistently working. There's just no way they can fully close. Yeah. But that will impact the soccer because you can't fully feel you can't feel fully confident in it returning if there's these constant you know, positive results. And yeah, of course, the good part is that they're going to be testing on a very frequent basis. But, you know, what happens if, you know, one day, what was it at the beginning? I mean, they weren't playing yet. And I think that's what postponed the league even starting in the first place. It was, was it Santos that had like 12 or 13 yeah. players that, yeah. you know, and it's, it's like, what are we going to do when that happens? You know, what's going to, what if we're, you know, I mean, this is just the tournament, but what if we're knee deep into the tournament or something and a whole team or like another 12 players for a specific team end up testing positive? Like there's so much of this that's unpredictable that it does it is that it does feel worrisome, not just here, just all throughout, you know, the country here in the U.S. And I can imagine Mexico, too. We just you can't guarantee me that everybody's going to be safe. And I think without that guarantee, there's always going to be that worry. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, I, I feel the same way. It's just it's. It's 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 a mixed bag of emotions for me because obviously I mean soccer's you know are, are we we all feel very passionate about it. if you listening to this podcast you probably feel very passionate about soccer I mean for me it's my my livelihood you know it's something that I've felt passionate about me in my entire life so of course I mean there's a part of me that's excited that my favorite soccer league is about to return or I guess not my favorite soccer league but a mini tournament some sort of semblance of Mexican soccer of domestic Mexican soccer is going to return uh, in this mini tournament but you you feel worried you feel hesitant you know these are these players are still human too and if I was one of them I'm not sure if I'd be willing to take part in the competition you know and 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 I know that uh, you know you could make the argument and I, I think it'd be fair for people to make this argument that sport can be a distraction in a dark period and perhaps even being beneficial if you're trying to get people to stay at home and not let any fans at the stadium i mean maybe something that can, people can kind of rally behind and feel good about and maybe be willing to stay at home for longer periods is by having sport on you know live sports but at the same time you're you're you're, you're putting players at risk here you're putting staff at risk here. you're putting referees at risk you're to potentially put some journalists at risk too who knows if they'll be allowed to take uh be allowed to um, cover the matches uh, uh, for this uh, Copa por Mexico tournament. So it's 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 a very very complicated situation. And I yes, I'm going to be excited, but man, I'm still really worried. You know, like I'm still very very worried about this situation. And we'll see how it goes. And I mean, like you like you said, I mean, I mean, we saw what happened with Santos and with all the number of cases. Like, what happens? 
if I mean, we saw Cruz Azul, they had a number of cases. What if that continues to go up? Well, what does a full team have to drop out? You know, are, are the protocols regarding sanitation going to change? What does that mean for the for the upcoming Liga Mekki season, which is supposed to start on July 24th? You know, what what does this all mean? You know, but at the same time, I mean, in the same way that you mentioned that there are financial realities um, when it comes to the economy in Mexico, I think that I think that's also a big reason why they're hosting this tournament as well. No, yeah, and that's definitely something that, you know, we you is another elephant in the room or is part of the elephant. Maybe it's like its ear or its trunk. We're getting too into this metaphor. <laughs> yeah. But it is, right? This tournament kind of just came out of nowhere. And I, it's not far-based to say that the E Liga Mekis didn't necessarily work out the way that it was meant to, you know, or, you know, their, their initiatives. And again, I am not, um, I am not like, you know, anti sports coming back. I mean, you know, EPL's back every, you know, the NWSL's back. Like that soccer has been exciting to watch. It fuels our lives. Like Sessa, you know, like you're saying, it is our livelihood. It is what keeps us in balance. Um, but I think that there's a ha- there's a happy medium that needs to exist yeah. for that to be efficient. And I think Europe has its things, but it's essentially got it down. I mean, New Zealand is the the pinnacle of like not perfection, but like their fans are already back, right? But they yeah. took the proper measure, they took the proper restriction. Bundesliga, the, Germany also took the proper restrictions. England, you know, I think I saw something last, you know, yesterday or something where like their daily total for the country was like below a thousand you know you're seeing these things and you're like holy crap you know i think florida is like at like nine thousand right or some absurd number so you look at it from that point too from that locality or from that national point and you just think man of course i would love sports to come back in the u.s of course i would love sports to come back in mexico or the league on mexico come back efficiently but those measures are not being properly taken and so it's just like that guarantee but people also have to keep going with the financial uh, motives or like the, fa- you know, the financial aspects of it are also a huge factor in it. So I don't necessarily agree with it. I I am very much happy that I'm not in a position where I have to make that decision. Right. But it is seen in that way. And a lot of people, you know, to kind of throw it off soccer in a sense, uh, for a second. Sorry, guys. But, you know, like Adam Silver got a lot of flack for saying sports matter and that's why we're coming back. Well, no, not necessarily when you look at it, the context of everything, mm-hmm. right? And right. I think that's where you go into this with the Liga MX and this tournament specifically that we're going to talk about right now and dive a little bit more into, right? It's it's exciting. We're going to have, you know, a, not everybody, but we're going to have teams back in this tournament, you know, for this second. We're going to be able to see the Chivas, the Americas playing. But it's also coming back so fast there's just so many underlying and uncertain factors still that it just feels like we know why you're doing this and I can't condone you because I'm not in that position, but it just doesn't feel completely right. Yeah. And I, and I know this might be kind of like a depressing thing to talk about, but it's just, I feel like it's important for us to talk about this before we, we talk about, you know, group A and group B and Chivas and America. Cause of course we, I would love to talk about that. If anything, Oh my God, like, I feel like I haven't talked about an actual Mexican soccer match for quite some time. And on the Monday episodes, it's it's just constant talk about, you know, the COVID numbers, it's constant talk about changes, constant talk about like anything but the actual soccer. And it's it, it is depressing, but I feel like it's important for us, especially 
in the first episode of this of this uh, of this of this podcast, I think it's important to discuss the elephant in the room once again. It's important to discuss what's happening in the background. It's just important to keep those things in mind because, yeah, I I, I do hope that the tournament is a success. I do hope that we're going to have some great soccer, and more than likely we will because it's Liga Mekis. You know, it it it, it rarely fails to uh, to entertain. But I think, yeah, once again, it's just it's just significant to keep all these things in mind um, before the tournament starts. And to kind but, of intersect like both of them yeah. before we actually start talking, I, you know, loyalties aside, I guess, since I went public recently. But I do want to credit Chivas for probably being the most consistent in communication, in testing and just like making sure, you know, I think like the players and everybody have been really public of just expressing their concerns but how the directive how the administrators have handled that you know from every phase of wherever they're at right now um that we haven't unfortunately seen from tons of teams yeah and that and that adds to that level of worry like are your are your players going to be okay you know is everything going to work out well and you're seeing that here in the u.s too you know some teams haven't been super vocal about who's positive and who's not that you know they have their own tournament coming that that's kind of imploding on them. So you don't want to see that happen in the same way in Mexico. Like you're saying, I, I hope everything goes well. I, you know, yeah, of course, once the ball starts rolling tomorrow, you kind of just, you don't forget about it. But, you know, in that sense of, you know, sports, yeah, you kind of just focus on what's being played at that moment. But there also is that lack of communication that adds to that worry. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and any just to add on to that, I mean, is there is there anything else that you would want to uh, talk about before we talk about the actual the actual soccer? No, I mean, I, I I'm excited too. It just feels like like especially the U.S. and Mexico because they're so close to us, right? And that's such a like something we definitely do keep an eye on as much as possible. It does feel like that. It does feel like a slight implosion that's like gonna just explode eventually. Yeah, well, if I if I stand on my roof, I might be able to see Mexico. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, <laughs> all right. So, Amy, let's 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 actually have some soccer talk here. Let's talk about the Copa por México. So we have eight teams, two groups of four. Uh, it's kicking off uh, tomorrow night, so that's a uh, Friday night. Uh, the top two teams from each group go through to the semis. Um, there's going to be a final. Um, group A has America, Cruz Azul, Pumas, and Toluca, and those games will be taking part in Mexico City. Group B has Tigres, Chivas, Atlas, and uh, the the new Pirates in town, Mazatlan. Oh. Amy, let's talk about Group A. And what 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 stands out to you when when you look at these four teams? I mean, just what, what immediately like, in the room? Wait, that's the, you, you you're talking about that's Group B. I mean, I'm talking about Group A, America, Cruz Azul, Pumas, and Toluca. I'm looking at the wrong info. You didn't send me your notes. I think I mixed them up. Okay. It's okay. We, 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 the, from the two different groups. From the two different groups. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you they purposely spread the two main people, if you want to say, into separate groups. But I think, obviously, like, America is, like, one of the big ones to look out for. That's definitely going to stand out. What we were just talking about with Cruz Azul is definitely a huge factor that yeah. stands them out, too. Also, can Cruz Azul, like... If Cruz Azul wins this tournament, is there an asterisk on it? Yeah, I mean, it ha- I mean, I don't think anybody is gonna. I mean, no one's gonna give up. Like, if, if you if you go on like the wiki page for like the Liga Liga champions, like there's there's there is not gonna be Cruz Azul for the 2020 Clausura. I mean, this is just a little preseason term. I mean, I'd feel happy for them if Cruz Azul won it. Uh, also, I, sorry to interrupt you, but no, I, I guess like, has anybody even found out like 
what the point of this is? Like, there's like, does this add on to like a season, the no. season coming up, or no, is this well, just, it's just, this it's, just a tournament for like extra a lot of time before the actual season starts? I mean, just uh, I mean, we have to keep in mind that there is a Tudiana employee within the Mexican soccer show, so uh, apologies to Adriana, but I think it's just this Tudiana just making up a little bit more money from what they might have potentially lost by the season. Uh, but, but the season being canceled um, uh, yeah, a month ago. And I think, I mean, obviously this has nothing to do with Liga Mekis. It's, it has Liga Mekis clubs, but uh, Liga Mekis uh, and Liga Mekis president too, Enrique Bonilla has made it clear that they aren't involved in this, you know? Like, yeah, maybe they're probably just watching from a distance. I'm sure they've had some sort of conversations, but this is, it's not a Liga Mekis tournament. It's a, it's a Tudiene tournament uh, that uh, that's being held. And I, I think it's, and I, I think I'm, I think understandably, I guess, and from a financial perspective, they want to make up some of those losses um, from earlier this year. But yeah, there's definitely just a, a through the anything. Oh, yeah. And then that makes sense, too. Obviously, my question is kind of dumb because then you can't really add these points to the season because there's no, only you can't. eight yeah. teams. So, OK. Well, some, yeah. some people might be wondering that because the thing is, is like it was kind of thrown about at the last minute. I felt like. I want to say when like I first started like reporting that there was going to be a potential preseason tournament. It was only I want to say what like maybe two weeks ago, <laughs> you know, three weeks ago. And what and then and because it's just through through the end, it's not like you've been seeing the league itself, you know, hype it up. So I think with ah, good point, we should be journalists. This is good. This is good investigation. <laughs> <laughs> so I think with Cruz Azul, I mean, I think that there is. I mean, yeah, Liga Mekis would not recognize anything. But at the same time, I, I mean, that that was that is something to bring up, though, is because I mean, I mean, they were the best team before the season ended. You know, they Jonathan Cavasita Rodriguez was, I mean, arguably the best best player of those first ten weeks. But if they win it, I mean, just how do Cruz Azul fans do they feel like? Well. I guess I guess now that also, I'm thinking about this, this out does this become like a reoccurring tournament, mm, right? Or is it because if it I doesn't, it. then yeah, yeah, then we're gonna figure out like yeah, this is just to save filler space. But maybe they like capitalize on this and actually turn it into something so that it has like that historic element to it. Like what is this? And then like we can tell our like grandchildren, like, you remember when there was a pandemic? Mm. Well, this is how the Copa Board Mexico started, you know? I think I think there's just filler because there's there's <laughs> there, there's no League's Cup right now, and a lot, a lot of people in charge are not happy about that either. <laughs> You're telling me that the Wikipedia page for Copa de Mexico is just going to have one paragraph that talks about the pandemic. All right, <laughs> I'll take it. No, but like, I mean, but, but like, what, what would your thoughts be? Like, I mean, if we were just talking about Cruz Azul right there. Like, like maybe, maybe, maybe if if Cruz Azul wins it, I know obviously Cruz Azul fans aren't going to be like, all right. You know, add another star to the to the jersey. Like no one's gonna be <laughs> like no one's gonna be saying that, obviously, because it's that non Liga Mekis tournament. But maybe at least it'll give a a sign of you know what's to come for for the upcoming Liga Mekis season. Maybe it means you know, hey, you have a very good Copa por Mexico, then you're and you had a very good start to 2020. Then you'll obviously be the favorite for for the for the next season that's gonna start on July 24th. Maybe at the very least, Cruz Azul fans can feel positive about that. Assuming that they do well in this tournament. Yeah, I can see it. I can I can see it going one of two ways, right? Like you could see, like if a team does really well and then does really well at the start of the league, then they're gonna be like, Oh well that's not fair. They were chosen to participate in the tournament, they had more competition time. But then if they do really bad to start the season, it'll be like, well, that's not fair. We were put in this tournament, you know, against our better wishes and blah, blah. It can just go 
in different ways. And I, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we're, yeah. I'm ex- I'm excited for Saki to be back. I'm, I'm I, I definitely want to get that point across. It's just there's so many random factors <laughs> in this tournament. <laughs> But yeah, but with, with Crystal, really quickly, I think it's just it's also important to add on that uh, yeah they're the best team before the season ended. But they also, I mean, once again, these numbers can change. Well, I mean, at time recording, I believe it's only about six or seven players, but still, that's six or seven players that tested positive uh, recently. So we'll see who's missing uh, once the tournament starts. Um, luckily for them, they are a stacked team. You have Jonathan Rodriguez, you have Chuy Corona, Elias Hernandez, Pablo Aguilar, Roberto Alvarado, Orbelin Pineda. I mean, there's just, it's a very, very, very stacked league at Mackey's team. So it'll be interesting to see which players won't be able to take part in the tournament. Um, but, um, I mean, Amy, looking at the at this group, whether it be A or B, I mean, to be fair, when Thule and first put out the graphics for the tournament, uh, they got some of the they got some of the dates wrong. Uh, I think they was just like they also like, put in. I already made fun of Adriana for this. So again, another apology for Adriana because these things <laughs> happen. But they put Morelia instead of Mazatlan on the graphics. Ooh, <laughs> oh no! But yeah, but focusing on this group, uh, which I believe is a unless unless if through the NA changed at the last minute. If we're, if we're looking at this group, the other team that stands out to me outside of Cruz Azul is America. I mean. No, as of now, I mean, I guess things can change pretty quickly, but no cases of COVID-19 uh, within the squad. Uh, no Nico Castillo because he's injured. But, I mean, after, after we saw how they were doing uh, uh, in the League of Mecca season before it was canceled, I mean, it looks like they could potentially do well in this competition. Yeah, obviously, expectations are always high for them, regardless of the situation, right? Um, I think we could say that for quite a number of these teams, uh, too. But I mean, I think that's specifically why they were chosen, right? To create that kind of high expectation competition. Um, obviously, we're just going to... Uh, Vinyas is obviously a huge deal right now, given that he confirmed an extension with the signing with the team. So that's going to be exciting to see. Um, Gio, obviously, is going to be another chance for him to show. And especially given that Jonathan is not going to play in his own tournament. And then of course you have a chua in the goal. So I mean, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of standouts here. There's a lot of good there's a lot of good things that in any other instance, if this was just a regular tournament with no pandemic involved, yeah, you're definitely going to be excited to see what they can bring to the table. Hey, maybe this will be the last time we say we see Miguel Pio Herrera managing America as well. Cause and that's the other yeah, that's the other that's hilarious. That's both like incredibly hilarious, but also kind of like makes sense like. Real Betis has essentially just been taking America player after America player. Now they decide, you know, <laughs> we'll take a coach too. Yeah. So for those wondering, uh, I mean, sometimes you don't, you, I don't like to make too much of the rumors that you that you see regarding uh, certain transfers and whatnot or certain moves. But you, I feel like you can't ignore the reports and it and it's it's it has already been brought up to Piojo too, and he's said that he's focused on America, but he's really like you know grateful that teams are looking at him in Spain. But the big rumor now is that Real Betis and La Liga are looking at Miguel Piojo Herrera uh, to potentially step in as their manager because they recently uh, dropped their manager. I want to say it was a week or two ago. And what's kind of funny to me is that uh, <laughs> so for for months uh, people have been saying like oh Diego Line is you know. Maybe he left too early. Maybe he did things didn't work out in La Liga. Maybe he's just a little too young. Maybe he should go back to America on loan or something. So maybe now, uh, you know, by bringing Piojo over, it's just like he's back at America, right? <laughs> that's, that's how it's gonna be. <laughs> but uh, anywho, so um, yeah, so that's uh, America. We have Cruz Azul, and then we ha- we also have Pumas and Toluca. Um, Pumas right now, once again, time recording. They only have uh, two cases, positive cases of COVID-19. 
but they are also a team that has had plenty of changes within the roster. Uh, Talavera is there. is now in. Uh, Alan Mendoza is out. Pablo Barrera is out. Malcora is out. Um, so I, I feel like this side, who I, I don't know, ahead ahead of this tournament. I mean, I, I know I know they're doing okay. Um, in the the last season that was canceled, I mean, they were in the top eight. Uh, looked like actually I think they were in sixth place. So I mean, clearly they're doing all right. But at the same time, you have this many changes. And especially when you have a new figure like Talavera come in, what if he immediately gets the starting role? What if he hasn't had enough time to gel or really find some chemistry with the back line? I feel like, I don't know, I'm not entirely convinced about Pumas. And I could say the same thing about the Luca, who no longer have Talavera. They no longer have Leo Fernandez. And they have some important figures gone. So I feel like with the changes between those sides, I feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe Juan Dineno and Pumas could be an X factor, but... If I'm looking at this at this group, I'm saying America and Cruz Azul look like the strongest sides here, and Pumas at the Luca. I don't know. I'm I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I don't know how you feel, Amy. I think that, yeah, I, I definitely understand your aspect of the Talavera, like maybe not, you know, just coming in so quickly before the tournament starts. I also thought that they. I also thought that Barrera leaving was such like a huge thing because I don't know. I for the last, you know, for however long I've kind of like associated him with Pumas, so that yeah. that just felt like an absolutely giant blow to them. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll 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 have to see what what goes on with with Pumas. But yeah, there's as of right now, given like I keep saying, like given the context of how everything works, yeah, I think the Cruz Azul America is definitely like the the standouts for me right now. All right, so now let's look at the other group with Tigres, Chivas, Atlas, and the new pirates in town, Mazatlan. Amy, first uh, immediate thoughts when you look at this group? SpongeBob, but that's because Mazatlan <laughs> just reminds me of SpongeBob. I mean, Wait, I think it's... explain, explain. You got to explain that. What do you mean by that? Okay, it's because, like, when I saw their first video on Twitter to announce them, they had, like, the waves crashing plus the seagull noise. And I don't know if any of you guys have watched SpongeBob growing up. But before they went down to Bikini Bottom, that was like the noise you heard at the beginning, like where it was just like that little ocean, that little like island with the ocean and like the palm tree. So when that like came on, all I thought was Bikini Bottom. And it's like Bikini Bottom, like kind of purple. So then their emblems just remind me of like Bikini Bottom. What I'm saying is they should essentially have SpongeBob. The way that Morelia, RIP, used to have Scooby-Doo, they should have SpongeBob. That's all I'm saying. Who left Borelia and went to Mazatlan? Mazatlan. No, actually, no, no, that doesn't work. Yeah, no. Uh, you, I, I guess I should have. I should make fun of that because I do feel bad for Borelia fans. But anyway, I'm sorry, uh, Adam. If you listen to the Mexican soccer show, we feel uh-oh. for you. Uh oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to me, that yeah, that Mazatlan. I mean, sorry, I cut you off before I kind of let you uh, talk about your thoughts on the group. But your thoughts on the group, other than SpongeBob and Mazatlan. Honestly, I go back to my original point of like giving props to Chivas. I feel like they've kind of had the most preparation in terms of just testing, properly working out, maintaining social distance, at least from what it seems from the players, how they've been, you know, being really vocal on social media, that I feel like they can kind of be on a strong suit in this. But you can't also forget that Tigres is Tigres and they have really strong enforcements over there that that also stands out, too. But I feel like in terms of preparation, I wouldn't be surprised if Chivas has a, has an as like an you know an upper leg on this. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, agreed. I mean, yeah, I think Tigres are definitely the powerhouse here. I mean, even though Jurgen Dam is gone, and Valencia is gone. Oh no, is... no. <laughs> not Jurgen Dam. Not Jurgen Dam. 
Israel Jimenez. I think there are like a number of other uh, you know, departures. Uh, at the same time, I mean, this is basically, I mean, once again, if, if Liga Mekis had an all-star team, it would just be made up of Tigres and Monterrey players. That's what it would be. You know, you, you know, Tigres still have Gignac, they still have Nahuel Guzman, they have Salcedo, Carioca, Guido Pizarro, Aquino. I mean, they Tigres do have to travel and adapt, you know, to, uh, I don't know, a new normal in, in Guadalajara as opposed to Chivas or Atlas who don't have to make the travel. They can just stay at home, you know. Maybe it might be that might complicate things, but at the same time, I mean, Tigres just still a powerhouse. They now have uh, Leo Fernandez in uh, you know, from Toluca, who was such an important player to, for Toluca. So I think Tigres, <laughs> they're definitely my favorites of the group. But like you said, Amy, I think I think Chivas um, they also should be taken pretty seriously. I mean, they've they've had a preseason for for a little bit. They've only had I think one positive covid case i think that was the same with tigres that they only had one positive uh, covid case but yeah early this year we saw jg masia scoring beltran was looking good chapo sanchez was playing well they'll be literally playing at home too uh in guadalajara so i think that yeah i mean they're, they're looking like the number two team for me here and i think that even though tigres will probably probably top the group i, th- I think for me easily chivas will be will be the second best side in the group I don't know. Now I'm really now you've really got me thinking. What will Tigres be without Jurgen Dam? It just <laughs> I, I feel you know their social media game is going to be lacking a little bit. <laughs> and I think also the other narrative um, that I have to bring up just because I'm me is you know from a completely soccer standpoint, you know uh, Antuna also has kind of something to prove, you know, and then it, yeah. he has the opportunity to kind of show that during this tournament, whatever this tournament is. Um, that'll also be, you know, a good opportunity for him to kind of shine. But yeah, I mean, I think what we've seen from, you know, the EPL, um, NWSL, and, you know, as as more leagues continue to open up is that players are just excited to play. And if you have the type of team that has the caliber that Tigres does, those players are going to be really excited to play. And you can only imagine, like, what they're going to be able to do now that, you know, the gates are open and they're going to be able to actually put their talents on a soccer field after so many months. I mean, I mean, but you can see it go certain ways too. I mean, NWSL has kind of started in full force. We've seen like amazing goals. If you haven't already, I definitely recommend, but you can, we might also be surprised and see maybe we are, you know, witness to players that are not exactly in shape or are having trouble. I, I hope it's the other way around, but that's also that factor that we can, we can end up like watching as this tournament starts. Yeah, and let's talk about the other two teams uh, in the group. We have uh, Atlas, who have, uh, from what I recall, zero cases so far when it comes to positive COVID numbers. Um, so that's good news for Atlas. At the same time, I mean, they were pretty poor in the regular season, and I can't see any of their new players really making too, mu- too much of a positive impact. Maybe Malcora. I mean, I'm a big fan of Malcora, but, I mean, things didn't pan out as well as they should have in Pumas, and I don't know, maybe maybe he's on a gradual decline and as for Mazatlan I mean they've had one one positive COVID case but I mean it's just it's it's a brand new team you know even though even though it's basically it's you know like like a zombie version of Morelia you know that's you know they still had their first training of the new stand this week you have a new manager with Paco Palencia you know, it, you know, Shaggy Martinez isn't part of the roster anymore. So it's just this is a brand new side, a brand like a brand new ideas, brand new manager. So I think, I don't know, I, I can't see them really testing Tigres or, or Chivas too much. And I, I think Atlas were just so poor earlier in the year that 
I can't see them really threatening either side. But I mean, Amy, any any thoughts on either Atlas or Bazatlan that are non-SpongeBob related? Oh man, no! <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I was, about say, I was about to say, in the words of SpongeBob, Mazatlan, with mermaid magic, anything is possible. But no, <laughs> now my delivery is off because you didn't let me do anything. I'm See, sorry. this is why I can't be on the show. It's like Mazatlan and SpongeBob now are correlated with each other. <laughs> It's true, though. There's just so, like, okay, what are we going to see now? What's going to happen now? Um, I mean, I guess the only solace is that we don't know what this tournament is. So even if Masatlan doesn't really meet any of the low expectations everybody already has, it's kind of additional practice for them. So then they'll be slightly more prepared for for the season. Maybe, possibly. I don't know. They almost have nothing to lose. I I don't know. I don't know. That as well. Basically. yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, that said, I still see Thetis and Shivas as the top two sides uh, in this group. But uh, Amy, really quickly, I know we only got a few more minutes left here. Uh, we got a couple more questions. So let's let's go with the game of the week. So obviously we got a limited number of games to go through uh, this week, or I should say this weekend, if we're going to look at Friday and Saturday. Um, but of the four, what stands out to you for the game of the weekend? Wait, what happened to my notes? I had it right here. Where are the ma- Give me the matches. So I was ready for you. Well, here. How about this? I'll go with I'll go with mine first because I feel like the most obvious one is the Clásico Tapatío. Like we're actually gonna have a Clásico Tapatío on July fourth. You know how, how American. You know how 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 very American to be watching a a Mexican soccer uh, rivalry match on July fourth. Do you that's have how a we- tweet for that? Has there ever been a July Fourth? Because I know that yeah, I know you have it for the last like six years for things. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I think I'm overdoing it now. I think I'm overdoing it now. I was thinking about it, but nah, nah, I probably I could do that. It's part of Mexico. It's part of the tradition now. Yeah, Thanksgiving, turkey, soccer, and Cesar writing a tweet about Mexico games during an American holiday. <sighs> am I am I that predictable? I once had an ex girlfriend who told me that I was. Uh, that I tried to be unpredictable, um, but that it became predictable, and I and I was like, oh, and it hit me at my core, and that still that still sticks with me, Judy Jennings. But uh... how dare you, Judy? How dare you? <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, for me, classical Tapatio definitely stands out. But I mean, the other game too. I mean, on okay, I Friday night, I got my notes now. So oh, okay, all right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I wonder okay. if this is what we're gonna talk about. Dude, let's just go for Mazatlan versus Tigres. Like, yeah. That's- that's so rude. Who decided this? Right? Um, Adriana, we need to have like a Ask Adriana button. <laughs> ask Adriana, why did you schedule this? <laughs> Tell us why. That's do you so hate rude. Mazatlan? <laughs> <laughs> like, what did SpongeBob ever do to you? Uh, nah, that's, yeah, that's, that's so rude. That's such a rude game. What's the score going to be in that one? Yeah, I mean, I think... <sighs> I, I think that might be possibly one of the highest scoring uh, games. <laughs> I, I should say one-sided games uh, in this in this group stage for either side. Uh, maybe there's a chance. I, I think the other potential chance is maybe Thigdis versus Atlas. I think Atlas would be pretty forced. Maybe Atlas are going to struggle against them. But, man, I'm going to say just because it's, I mean, Mazatlan. That's like Freiburg but, versus Shaka status. Like, that's just so rude. Freiburg More, versus, what, what's that? Yeah, 4-0. 4-0 last week. And Shaka came for... back from... I, th- oh, I, I thought they were the ones that were quarantined, right? Oh, they were it... to play, and then they I thought, came back. I thought you were talking about some sort of boxers. Like, you know, Freiburg versus, like, Shaka. I was like, Shaka? I, I thought, Shaka. My bad, my bad. But yes, 
I mean, or it could be it could be Dortmund uh, who lost. What was it? They lost like four nothing at at home recently. Anywho, we said we were gonna only talk about Liga Mackies, but <laughs> Amy, or so you're sticking under with... three goals. It's gonna be over three goals. I'm gonna say Thieg just went four nothing. Four nothing. I'm gonna go five nothing. Oh, I'm gonna go five. <laughs> I'm t- is hungry. Like they're huh? Metaphor right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play on There we go. I think that yeah. I think that's just that's like the rudest thing I've seen. Like, in a <laughs> but while. Yeah, but I agree. I mean, there's only four matches to choose from uh, this weekend. So for those who are wondering, we also... So Friday night, we're going to have Mazatlan Tigres. Uh, we're also going to have America versus Toluca. And on Saturday, it's going to be Pumas versus Cruz Azul. And then also Chivas versus Atlas. But yeah, I mean, I mean, in theory, all I four mean, I, yeah, have something to offer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Pumas versus Azul could be, like, just a pretty exciting, surprising game. I mean, obviously, yeah. Cruz Azul is... I would imagine the favorite for that, but we never know. I mean, Talavera is there now, so Pumas yeah. might end up surprising us. I think all four definitely have something to offer, but yeah, I feel yeah. like we can't overlook not only the first ever match for Mazatlan, but also, which could be a very one-sided game, but also the, the, the classical Tapatio. Like, I feel like you, you can't overlook that. Ah, bikini uh, bottom, we pledge our hearts <laughs> to you. Hey, <laughs> to, to close things out, uh, I mean, we chat about this on the Monday pod, but if you had to take a guess on the champion of the Copa Board Mexico tournament, who will it be? Mazatlan FC. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to say what everybody said, because that's just lame. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Cruz Azul. Oh, just, all right. Just so they can have something, the poor fellas. Like let them have, let them have this. I think Cruzul are going to go through. I mean, I think as much as going to be Tigres, Chivas, America, and Cruzul to go through, but the champions going to be Tigres. You know, I mean, I, I think there going to be a lot of players are going to be like hungry to be back on the field. I feel like, I mean, it's just at the moment, it's just, it's just man for man. Like you can't really overlook them. You know, I, I think yeah, Cruzul. I mean, we'll I'll see be what... back again for the next. My next appearance on this ep- on this pod will be um, before that final, and then you'll either owe me a dollar or I'll owe you a dollar of who. Are we who betting a dollar? Up? All right, let's let's see it right now. I'm betting a dollar at Stegus. Okay, I bet two dollars. I just <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> All right, so we're betting a dollar. The right, so the winner gets. Two dollars. I, I clearly don't bet. A uh, <laughs> dollar plus I'm, plus uh, metaphorical glory. That's similar to what this winner of this tournament will have right. as well. All right. So Amy's going with Grusasul. I'm going with Digdis. There, you have it right there. Go you to. You heard it here first. Brent, <laughs> but probably not. <laughs> but Amy, any other uh, final thoughts before we wrap up uh, the first uh, episode of League of Makers preview? I'm actually I'm going back to your super your sentimental standpoint. I'm actually yeah I'm pretty excited now that we're able to talk about this that we're able to kind of discuss it. I'm pretty excited and especially now that I finally found out that Mazatlan is facing Tigres, I am very interested to see how this tournament passes. Did you not look at the schedule before we started recording? <laughs> I did. I forgot. I was checking. Once I have children, so I thought I'm just. That's true. It's That's just true. so rude, but yeah, <laughs> I'm going to focus on that. <laughs> well, anywho, many thanks to to Amy. Many thanks to everyone for uh, checking out our first edition of League of Mikey's preview. I mean, once again, it's pretty exciting to bring this new project to the Mexican Soccer Show. And guess what? Now you all have two shows per week. 
two per week. I mean, that's, that's pretty great right there. And hopefully you'll enjoy the new content. And obviously, always feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram because Amy, once it producer Amy, started an Instagram account for us. What's the username for it? Is it just Mexican Soccer Show? It's at the Mexican Soccer Show. At the Mexican no Spaces. No Spaces. So you can, We're yeah. at 65 followers now. Get us to 100, please. There we go. All right. See if we can get us to 100 by... But, is it reasonable? I was going to say by the end of the weekend. Do we have that much power? Are we going to have that many listeners like mm-hmm. to guess by, by the end of the weekend? Or should I say by the end of the tournament? But Maybe like that be- one day. No, no. Oh, we'll definitely have. No, I'm not going to say that. That's just, that's just too cocky. Who am I? Mazatlan FC? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's say by the end of the tournament. All right, let's do. Let's aim for 100 at the end of the tournament. So once again, you can feel free. Yeah, feel free to reach us, uh, reach out to us, and uh, give us your thoughts on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, once again, many thanks, and uh, we'll see you on the next uh, the next episode of the League of Makers preview. See you around.